Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Four Generations podcast. I'm Farron. I'm Susie. I'm Jen. I'm Kimmy. And today we have a special guest with us, Lorinda Carr. Lorinda, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. My name is Lorinda Carr and I am a psychic medium that is that also practices um, QHHT and BQH. And what that is, is past life regressionist. Today we're going to talk about what happens after you die. So before Lorinda jumps into this, why don't we all four go around and say what we think happens after you die? Okay, well, I think you die, and then you're, if you are saved and you believe that Christ died on the cross for our sins, I think you go to heaven, and that's what I believe. Well, I, I'm, I'm sure people have listened to our religion podcast and memorized it, and so you know that I proclaim to be a Christian, but my belief is more that if while you're on earth, you do the very best you can to be a good person... And when you make a mistake, you own up to it. And you just try to be the very best person you can be. Then that gets you a place in heaven. Yeah, I'd say um, in my belief, (laughs) I know a lot of really good people that don't believe in God. And I know a lot of really bad people that say they do and ask for forgiveness. So I'm a little bit split torn on what I think happens after you die because I refuse to believe that some horrible, terrible person believes Jesus Christ died on the cross so they get to go to heaven. And some like really good person that does great for other people goes to hell because of that. So um, I guess I'm a little bit torn on on how I think it all shakes out, but I do think that there is somewhere that people go that's good, and I genuinely hope that the worst of us end up somewhere that's not so good. And I guess that's you put it better than I did, but I don't. I don't think that the fact that you proclaim to believe in God gets you the pass. As you all know, I don't believe in God. So I don't believe in heaven. I don't believe in hell. I think when I die, my body shrivels up and, you know, I, it disappears. In my case, I want to be cremated. And if they could put me in a Tupperware dish, which didn't cost $1,000 like an urn does, I'd be okay with that. I just think that I try to do everything I can during my life because I want to experience everything I can because when I die, it's over. As a psychic medium and past life regressionist, I've there's been some consistencies. I will never swear that I know exactly what happens when we die, but the the evidence that has come forward for me is that we leave our bodies, our soul leaves our body. We cross over to a place that is nothing but light and love, unconditional um, and beautiful energy. And that that's it. We leave this life behind, but our soul still goes on and in that this other place. So that's been my experience so far. There was a strong uh, heaven and hell theme. So when you talk about this place of light, is that heaven? I don't believe in hell. I believe that there are layers of energy. I think there, as a souls, we well, vibrate. Well, you don't believe in hell, do you believe in heaven? I, I do. I, that's what you want to call it. Um, I call it home, actually. If we're going to label hell, welcome to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're here. This is where we that's learn true. the lessons. This is where our souls come to learn lessons in a classroom. Where, so yes, I do believe in quote unquote heaven, but it's, it's, it's more home. It's where we are connected to source. It's where we're connected to each other and it's all energy. So that's what I believe. So on our religion podcast, we had a little bit of a disconnect about hell. So 
um, you're saying you don't believe in hell. So, you know, uh, the theme of that conversation was what happens to bad people when they die. So if you're saying that there's a heaven and we're living hell on earth, basically, what happens to bad people after they die? I love this discussion. I'm glad you brought it up. Um, I, I, fe- I still feel people are held accountable when, you know, I'll, I'll give an example. Um, uh, a, a relative of mine was a very, 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 very bad person. And I was almost disappointed knowing that they would cross over and not just immediately go into the depths and pay the price. But I also know that when we cross over, per my experiences being regressed and other people's, that were accepted, okay, hey, welcome home. So guess what? You have some lessons to learn on how you tre- how it felt to be treated the way you treated people. So we as souls still have to go and experience that. We have, whether, whether we as humans want to em- em- envision it as a chamber to go into or a place to go to, a realm to go into, we, we experience what we've done to others. And if you were a really bad person and never, a, never made it right before you left, you have to feel that, the good, the bad, the ugly. And, but it's done, from what I understand, in a loving, non-judgmental way. So as much as we all want the fire and brimstone, terrible things for terrible people, unfortunately, it's just not how it happens. And then also there's that question of, well, yeah, they were terrible here. They were really bad. But why? Did they come here to teach us lessons? And what, what good came of that bad person being here? And as much as we don't want to face that question, you know, Hitler's a good example. We all know where we want Hitler to be, right? But when he, when he crossed over, for all we know, he's a master that came here to teach us all a lesson and to make us shift our consciousness and shift our way of thinking. I don't fully believe that, but that's just an example. Um, so I, I do feel like there's atonement. I just don't feel like we go to a place with fire. And so what about when, like, you know, you do something bad because we all do bad stuff. Yeah, we're human. I mean, exactly. But, you know, we ask for forgiveness mm-hmm. and truly repent. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, are we still, like, coming back to teach other people a lesson? I mean, like, I feel like if I'm truly sorry and have asked for forgiveness and redemption on whatever I've done, which is on a daily basis... Yeah, but think about it this way. So if, you, if you've done something, if you've wronged someone, and you've had that clarity later to go, oh, man, that was, that was really bad of me. Mm-hmm. And I feel that. You feel that, you, you, and then you go to that person and you say, I, wow, I am really sorry. You not only have taken the opportunity to you yourself learn a lesson, but you have served someone else in a good way to to help them learn a lesson right. of forgiveness. Yeah. Whether they choose to forgive or not is on them. That's true. But it's an opportunity for them to learn and grow yeah. and also understand that, oh, not everyone's terrible. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's, So these are opportunities to learn all the way around. I, I have a question. So you mentioned realms. And I guess when I think of a realm, I mean, I just literally over the weekend watched Doctor Strange multiverse, right? And so I think of these multiverses of all these different layers of existence. Mm-hmm. So is that what you mean by realms? What? No. 
Okay. That's a whole other conversation. That's what I, I believe that there's um, different layers of existence, different frequencies, kind of like radio stations. Um, and that, that would mean like multidimensional. That's more dimension than it is realm. Now, so do when, you think that there's other people existing right here where we are now in a different layer? Layer. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So yes. is that where, so you're, you're talking like sparks and home and, and passing on. So is that, um, where do ghosts come from? Is that the people existing at the same time as us? Is that sparks that haven't made it somewhere else? What is the... See, this is where media, like even mediums have these ongoing discussions because we have, especially like in the buildings that we are here in Westfield, we have experienced paranormal activity. That's just unexplainable outside of, well, something's here. If we don't know exactly what it is, but I don't necessarily believe that a spirit is like stuck and can't move on because God does step in. Grace steps in and says, oh, that's cute. Come on, come on. But maybe in this lifetime, as a spirit, they enjoyed that place. They enjoyed, there's some connection. So they spend time there. I personally have a theory that sometimes our life has to continue in that place, in that space, because maybe we did have some things that we didn't finish. Or we're just not ready to quite go on to learn the next lesson yet. Unresolved um, issues. Unresolved. Exactly. But it's not necessarily things that are necessarily bad. It's just maybe, or maybe it was their turn or their opportunity to spend time in that dimension, on that radio station. That's, that's what they chose, is to be in that vibration that just happens to be really close to ours. So does that person exist in more than one dimension at the time? Some people can. Um, from from the, the, and it was mind-blowing when I was, I had several clients all in a row, actually, that it, I, I knew it was my guide saying, okay, buckle up, here's another lesson. So we are a soul that if you picture a giant cloud over our head, okay, or a cloud of energy, and we are but just a teeny, teeny, tiny spark of that energy. Our soul is so much bigger, our energy is so much bigger. If we were to try to embody all of that into this place, into this body, we would explode. It would, just couldn't happen. So we have an oversoul. Sometimes souls get really overly excited about learning things. And so they will throw out multiple sparks. And you can have multiple lifetimes going on at once. You can be in different dimensions, different different vibrations, different places. Now, for me to say I've experienced this, I can't I can't say this. This is just from the research that I've done through the past life regression and with actual clients that have, have had no knowledge or understanding. They just thought it'd be cool to learn about their past lives and mind blown that they are also existing elsewhere. So when you say past life regression, so you believe in reincarnation? 100%. So do I die and reincarnate back here or do I pop onto another frequency or? That's up to you and your team. Can I pop back as a skinny, talented, <laughs> <laughs> famous person with values? If that's really what you, your soul needs to grow, then yes. Only if I can pop back as a hot model. Yeah, there you go. I think when Somebody... I come back, I want to be a dad because it seems a lot easier. So when we go, our soul goes home, mm -hmm. is there something about us that's recognizable or like, can we see the... Yes. So do we look like ourselves? No. We are energy on the other side. So we are colored. We're energy... Now, I, from what I understand through regression, and when I've, when I've done this, um, 
through hypnosis and I've crossed over in that, in that regression from a previous lifetime and explored the other side, the people you see initially are people you recognize because it helps with that transition. But then once you're there, it's just, everyone's just kind of like a color. Like it's not, nobody has a form, but it's an understanding and we're all part of something collective. It's so hard to put into words the, the things that I've experienced crossing over. And again, when I did this the first time, it was unexpected because I hadn't really done a lot of research on it yet. It was before I became a practitioner. And, and then finding, getting, talking to other people um, and, and regressing other people who were having very similar experiences where you first cross over, you see, you see and recognize people from your current life, from even past life that you're like, wait, I know them, but they're nobody in my life now, or they're my, they're my spirit guide. They, I mean, it just depends on your experience crossing over, coming through. Um, now, something that, that we have also discovered over the years is if somebody goes in with a hardcore belief about something that is not this, and they are just dead set, they know exactly where they're gonna go, that's where they land at first. That is where they will land. That's what they will see when they cross over. They, that's what they'll experience. But then grace, God, guides, whoever, the energy, collective energy comes in and says, okay, well, so no, no. But let, let's take away that ego. Let's take away that that human learned, um, those learned things that, that don't make any sense. We're gonna take those. We're gonna take that away, so you can see what's really. Going well, that, on. that's no different than anything else. When you make you come in your brain mm-hmm. with some predetermined yes event that happens, and this is what's gonna happen because that's what you expect to happen. Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. do things to make that thing happen. So that the law of attraction. It is law of attraction. Absolutely. I mean, I'm just saying because when you want something really great to happen, I wanted a pool for as long as I could remember, and it was on my vision board. It was a pool, pool, and I remember one summer, I'm like, I'm only thinking about this pool. And Brian said, never, ever are we going to ever have a pool. And, and by God, we got a pool. That's right. Because the law of attraction. Yeah. And and, and a lot of praying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it also, I mean, there's a lot of layers to that, too. That's that's a whole separate podcast in <laughs> itself. But um, to go back, what you were asking about realms. Let's go back to that for a minute. Um, because we, I feel like we left people hanging with that. So when I say realms... Different souls have experienced different lives, okay? And maybe they haven't experienced as many lives as, like, so when we talk about Jesus, Jesus would be, okay, maybe repeat that. Yeah. So when we talk about Jesus, it would be about, um, he's a master teacher. I fully believe Jesus came here, had a mission, was trying to teach people, listen, it's not what you think. It's not what you think. And him coming in as a master teacher, when he goes back, he's a master level teacher. And there are many that have walked this earth to help teach us. But then you've got young souls who just not have not lived as many lives or not been a part of the journey, as many journeys, that when they go over, maybe they're, they're in a uh, lower experience realm. They're not master teachers. They're, they're still learning. So it's kind of like, like school, they might be in second grade where Jesus is like PhD level teaching. So we go and, and there's no judgment as to where you are, what grade you're in. 
it's like, okay, cool. We can all exist. Great. We learn, we vibrate with what we know and what we've experienced. And then we decide, do we come back? Do we want to level up? Excellent. Then you come back, you learn more. And in that lifetime, when you come back and reevaluate, if you're at a higher place, if you learn these lessons, then you move up the ladder. So, so do you think that then everyone that's here is just the same group of people that have been reincarnated over and over and over, nope. over and over again? Nope. Like I in, don't believe that. Like in chances are, did we all see that? No. No, I didn't see it. <laughs> no, the, and this is, again. Nobody saw that? No. no I didn't see it. <laughs> Sorry. Watch it. It's reincarnation. Okay. Um, so what, what I have found is that sometimes we'll come in and we will be in the same family. Maybe we had things that we needed to resolve or, um, or learn about ourselves that we didn't accomplish in this lifetime, but we still need to work out some karma with that specific I, family. But I, but I don't mean the, in the family. I just mean in general. So are the no. souls that are here now the same mm-hmm. souls that are just over and over and over again reincarnated? No. Let me finish. Okay, sorry. <laughs> and sorry. sometimes when you're on the other side going, okay, what do I need to learn next? Well, I think if this has run its course over here, this family over here, this group of people, or this culture, or this, this, I would have to go with this soul family over here to learn other lessons. So you could come in with people you've never incarnated with before. And a lot of times that's when people say things like, I don't feel like I fit in. I don't connect to people very well. Sometimes that's actually a situation where they came in not knowing any souls and that was part of their part of their journey though. And that was a lesson they chose to learn while coming in. So, um, little story when my little brother was like late two, early three, I'm not sure he walked into my parents room and mm-hmm. was like, mom, I'm mad at great grandpa James. And my mom was really like taken aback. Cause how would he know who this person is? And she was like, I mean, like, what did you say? And he was like, I'm really mad at great grandpa James. And she's like, why? And he said, well, I was sitting on his lap in heaven. And he said, all right, Jimmy, you got to go be born now. So So is that like, he was like at a lower level and was like connecting with a, I mean, how does that work? It so, was, it was my grandpa that was talking, my great grandpa that was talking about. Right. Right. And I bet if pressed further, he could have given, given very specific details about that grandfather. I think she was a little freaked out. So she didn't. Yeah. Talking about yeah. this. No. So children, especially don't, they don't have that veil. They don't have the programming that humans often give each other to say, oh no, you're just, that's cute. That's just an imaginary thing. Oh, and just, oh, I'm that cute. So well, children's minds are in general just open to everything because they don't know what exactly. Because they have imaginary yes. friends who are really probably, probably actual yes. spirit guides or I think that, us. I really do think that as a child and then something happens and they cross and it's like it just stops one day. Well, if they, if we could all have access to the other side all the time, it'd be pointless to come here sure. and learn lessons. It'd so, be absolutely pointless. So you get to a point where those kids finally make a transition to now, to the to this lifetime. That goes away because then they can plug in and learn lessons. But then you think about like people who are murderers and do really bad stuff mm-hmm. to people, unimaginable stuff, and it's like, but what lesson are they doing? But then that, there's a whole deep dive in that as far as spiritually... Did they come here to do something and were they, did someone else go rogue, hurt them, break them, or did they have a broken brain? Our bodies aren't necessarily 
perfect. Our bodies can derail. They can be minus. It's, you know. <laughs> oh my God. But also, like, it could be a product of the environment. It could be there. Could be so many things that can layer into that. And so that's why I also am very hesitant on saying, I feel like sometimes if, if I'm not careful, if we're not careful, it becomes almost like victim blaming. Well, it sucks that all that happened to you, but you probably chose it. Yeah. No, not necessarily. And honestly, we may not know the answers to those questions until we cross over and look at our bigger picture. In the meantime, we just have to, I feel like I have to know that there's a better thing coming eventually and my job here is to do as much as i can right serve others and try not to be a jerk so and if like, i am a jerk backtrack apologize and learn from it so i don't have to live it again so like christianity i mean mm -hmm. we're here because mm -hmm. there's a higher power we're believing in that mm -hmm. and we're doing we're doing everything by our guide which is our bible and if we're wrong we're asking for forgiveness and trying to do better. And then, you know, it's basically the same thing. It is. It's don't don't be a jerk. Don't be a jerk. Like don't murder people. Don't murder people. Don't tear Don't people have hate down. in your heart. If you if you as a human, whether it's your upbringing, whether it's outside influence, if there's things that you end up doing, it's not a matter of what did you do, but how do you go back and make it right? And if you don't make it right here, you're going to have to make it right at and, some and see, point. Since I don't believe in anything after death, I think when we're dead, we're dead and the world's over. I want to make the most of my life while I'm here and make sure that I don't leave mm -hmm. on a note that someone, that I should have to say I'm sorry yep. to someone. I don't want to be in that position when I'm laying on my deathbed to say, oh, I should have done this, this, and this. I want to do it all that I want to do and experience life in the best way I can and try to be the best person that I can be, mm -hmm. even if sometimes I do bad shit as Kimmy says <laughs> I want to make up for the bad shit but right. wouldn't you rather like believe in something and yeah. have peace I don't think it's necessary to believe in anything but, but I have mm -hmm. peace and I don't believe in anything I mean yeah and, and that and that's perfectly valid you don't have to believe maybe that was maybe for you in my as my perspective as a spiritualist you came here and said I don't want to believe in this I'm going to go in and have a whole different perspective. Just shut it off. I don't want to hear it. And so you're living an authentic life, and that's all you can do. You're you're not just in it to like, well, I'm going to die anyway, so I might as well just, you know, kill people. Like, there's still that underlying sense of, so I mean, really, if you don't believe anything happens, then you can do why, not, you want. why not go rogue, do whatever you want? Right. That's exactly right. So Because I would have so much guilt that I would... But why would you have guilt? Exactly. Where because, is that because guilt? Because in my heart, I know that it's not right. It, it's just a which is a psychological thing, or in my brain, I guess it's psychological. Yeah, it's not and really and, my the, heart that's, and that's perfectly okay. You're not going to go to the depths of, as you all put it, you know, hell. We're not going to hell. We're going to the bad place if you don't believe in it. I I believe you're going to cross over and be like, oh, that was fun. High five. Okay, I have okay. a question. So Chris, uh, my husband, doesn't really believe in. I guess I would say he like never believed in ghosts or anything, but when, when Stella was an infant, mm -hmm. I was asleep and he took her for a little bit to kind of uh, give me some time to sleep. And he heard this woman's voice saying like, Chris, and he looked around and I wasn't there. He came to check. I was asleep. He goes back to his office. He hears again, like Chris, Chris, he looks around. I'm not there. He checks on me. He's like confused goes back to his office, hears his name being whispered a couple more times. 
he's like really confused at this point, comes to check on me, I'm still asleep. And on his way back, he checks on Stella and she's ice cold. So he all of a sudden realizes, hey, it is really cold in this house. He goes to check the thermostat, it's 55, our heat went out. Um, he woke me up, we bundled her up, everything was good, but he was just like, there was a voice telling me Stella was not okay. But how do you know that was a voice and not just his subconscious? But does it matter? No, in this case, it doesn't. The end, the end he's result. Protect, he's protecting the baby, and it doesn't matter how right. I got there. Yes, but, but how, I mean, I don't know why he would, would self-subconsciously be whispering his name in a woman's voice to himself. Because of the good baby. Lord upstairs was coming down, and he was like, "Okay, wait, I want to hear what Lorinda thinks." <laughs> so for me, and maybe it is higher self, higher conscious, subconscious, whatever it is, it got the job done. Ultimately, it got the job done. So it doesn't matter your belief system. It's it got the job done. For me, I I fully believe it was like listening. You've told me, you said this story to me a couple of times. And, and I'm like, I feel that was a grandmother energy there. Um, but of course, there's no proof unless I tune in and ask for the evidence. But, to but, show then, it, but then even though I don't believe, it doesn't matter that there's no proof. Right. It doesn't matter that I don't believe because if you believe that it, it mm -hmm. had the right result for you and it helped... Chris to be able to do what he needed to do, which is get the baby exactly. Back so, yes, you know, I, I'm it got the job. I'm a, I'm a big believer in in faith and everyone having their own faith and doing things based on what they believe. I don't have negative thoughts about anybody else's beliefs just because I don't believe it doesn't mean that you shouldn't believe it. Right. right. So I just want you to tell me that my beliefs are wrong. And well, I tell you and that and wrong. that is not my job to, to tell you. That your beliefs are wrong. And that's why at the very beginning, this is said, I believe from my perspective mm -hmm. and my experience, I don't believe in telling people right. what, what their narrative should be. So how does deja vu play into? Deja vu, there's, again, controversial you know, with mediums. It's how, like, how do you believe deja vu plays? I think it's that moment of like either a realization of anytime that happens, I, I tell people I stop and look around and pay attention to what's happening around me in case there's a lesson that I should be learning or something I should be observing and it may not come in handy till later. Some people feel like it is a, a check in time, like checkpoint, like I'm exactly where I need to be right now. This is this is something that I, I know I'm supposed to be here right now. Um, so, I mean, I think it, it happens for different reasons for different people. You, you don't think we're in a matrix? No. <laughs> so one final question. Um, how does one discover that they are medium, that, you, that you're capable of doing these things? Oh, we're all mediums. We all have the ability. We're all wired for it. If it is not something that we came in this life with the intention of doing, then you don't, you don't do it. Um, some people are called to do it. Some people have natural ability to, to see ghosts and never want to tap into it. Um, but we are all wired to talk to spirit, to connect to spirit. Um, we are still connected to spirit on the other side. So it's a matter of do you develop it? Do you put the time into it? And just because someone has a quote unquote gift or an ability doesn't mean they're ethical enough that they should be utilizing it. So how, how are you contacting these other souls? So when I do mediumship, um, and this is something I've had to develop over the years, is I get in my zone. I ask my guides to energetically connect my vibration to where I can hear messages, feel things, know things. And each, each person is different. Each, each client is different. So sometimes I'll get messages that come through where I can smell a person. Um, and maybe that, that person that they were hoping to connect with had a distinct 
smell to them. Um, I might see information, I might hear information, or even feel information. It all depends on who I'm reading and what information needs to come through. Um, so like last night, I was just doing a reading uh, for, for someone and I was hearing all these crazy things that made absolutely no sense to me. This is nothing that I could reference in my life other than there were a couple things I thought, oh, this would be funny if it meant this. Turns out it did. So, so spirit will use some of my references, but also give me random things. And then I just, it's my job just to say them. And the person sitting in front of me can say, you're crazy or whoa, how did you know that? And I always, I always ask that information that comes through is non-Googleable. So that way I can't just sit with a client and be like, oh, so you want to connect with your mom? you know, Google it in and see what information I can get. I try to make sure that these are things that the sitter could, only the sitter could know, or if they don't know, could verify later. So that information comes in in multiple ways. Um, it all depends on the moment and the person sitting and the person I'm connecting to. Now, can you predict the lottery numbers? You can't. Don't you think I would have Damn done that it. already? Do you believe in ghosts? And I will say that I absolutely do. I actually don't believe in ghosts, but I believe that people see ghosts. And what I mean by that is I think that psychologically people, your brain is such a complex organ that you see things. So, so when I was with my aunt when she was dying, I, there were several times that she would just sit up and talk to someone in the room. And she was talking to her dead relatives. Now people ask me, well, don't you believe she saw ghosts? I believe that she thinks she saw ghosts. But I think it's something psychologically in her brain that was helping her make the decision to move forward. And I don't think that it's actually a ghost in terms of a spirit, but I think in her mind, she did see a ghost. So I don't know how you say that. I don't I actually believe like they that. exist. I feel I like that cool. when that's the thing, when people do that, I had a very good friend of mine that sat up and reached for somebody. And I want to believe that that was either, you know, Jesus coming down or relatives saying, hey, it's okay. It's time for you to, it's okay. You know, we see here so many times about people on their deathbed and they wait until their family members get there at the last minute. And then, you know, they're like, it's okay. Go ahead and go now. Like there's, they finished and somebody's telling them, I've got you, you know, so. And I, and I agree with that. Whether there's an actual physical being mm -hmm. of a ghost there. I will like, say that I think I've experienced in, um, like, my lifetime such unexplainable things that I don't know how it would have happened without say I don't know some kind of ghost or spirit being the one doing those things I don't I don't believe in ghosts like rattling around but um I I have there have been times when I've felt comfort by thinking that people that I care about who have died are somehow in my presence. Yes. I, I, I am the same. Yeah. But, sometimes, but then sometimes I'm like, man, I'm doing some really fucked up shit right now. And like, I hope my grandpa and my aunt can't see this. Oh, exactly. <laughs> I, be I believe ghosts exist after, after, but, you, but do, you, do you believe ghosts can be spiteful and do all these awful things that, mm, I, I mean, this is where I'm on the fence on the whole parent, the ghost thing, because I think a lot of our fear plays into it. So if something is coming, something is happening and it's fearful to us, of course we're gonna think it's some demon. 
But if you take a step back and look at it, was it really fearful or was it just something they're trying to get our attention? I think that's where it requires a deep dive. And if it is something negative, who created it? Who created it? Yeah. So what would you do if you saw, quote unquote, saw a ghost? Would you tell somebody? I mean, like if I saw a ghost, I mean, I might think I was... A little bit nuts. I always, like, I Would you tell somebody? I've always wanted to see a ghost. So, like, I came to the wine vault and I worked. I've done it a few times and I work. I'm the only one in here. I don't turn the lights on because I'm creepy and shit. And, like, I'll go pee and I'm like, I really want something to happen. Like, Hank, come say hey to me because I don't... I just think that would be really cool. Yeah. But, like Lorenda said before, you don't necessarily see them. Sometimes you feel them. Sometimes you smell them. So, And I had this office right next door. And, you know, with the Underground Railroad, with the passageway, that's the secret passageway. And I had the office for three years, and I never saw or heard anything. But would I want to. Would you tell somebody, though? We're all avoiding the question. I would tell I'd everybody. Tell you would you, I know, but would yeah. you go out and tell I yes. mean, anybody that's not us? Maybe? I would probably I write know. a book. I mean, like... like I'd be like, like I, I saw a ghost today. That time I saw a ghost by <laughs> Fair and Loose. <laughs> My God. Well, Lorinda, thank you so much for your time. Um, I'm sure we'll get all sorts of questions in the comments. So if you would ever want to come back, we'd love to have you.